This is the Martha McCommunity Podcast, Episode 4, featuring Part 2 of my interview with O.C. Abraham. Hey, so I'll keep this brief. If you haven't had a chance to hear Part 1, I encourage you to check it out in Episode 3 of this podcast, so you can at least hear the introduction. Uh, get grounded. Uh, if you're new to the show entirely, welcome. Make sure to subscribe so that you know when future episodes get published. And if you get a chance, please say hi to me on social media so that we know you're out there. Uh, so again, in part two, we get to hear about the early days of the Martha community in Philadelphia. And we'll also hear about some of the mission activities that O.C. Uncle and his wife have helped to coordinate with the church over the years. And finally, we'll hear a bit about the next phase of mission work uh, that they are helping to plan in our diocese. So here's part two of my interview with O.C. Abraham. So if we're at 1967 now, you're in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, since since yeah. then, I'm, I'm here in, actually, I'm in, I'm here in Delaware since then. So at that time, was there a Philadelphia Martha Church, or does that come oh, later? There was, there, there was no church. I'm one of the beginning. Either I will tell you the, those stories anyway. But anyway, '67, I was studying in Temple University. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were few later on. I think Kunjandi came over there, and also P.T. Matthew came over there in in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So I lived on Broad Street when I was studying at Temple University. Wow! And from there, I got a job in uh, in Delaware through a friend I met in Geneva and uh, as an assistant minister in a Lutheran church. So then I commuted from here. Okay. So uh, without getting into, I guess, the full story of how the church started, I guess at what point uh, would you say you were able to establish and get involved with the Martha Church? At that time, there was uh, in 1967 to almost, there were very few Malayalists there. Mm -hmm. There was... Warki. I don't know. At that time, he was Reverend Dr. Warki. I don't know anybody know. He was from the Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Mammon, P.M. Mammon, mm-hmm. and also Casey John, Sam Chako. Sam Chako, yeah. His brother, Dr. Casey, he's passed away. He was there. And uh, there were only then, there was another accountant over there. It was only four or five people in 1950. 67, I know. Mm-hmm. And also one Dr. Philip, he passed away. He was in uh, Reading over there. So we met once in a while on social gatherings and everything. Mm-hmm. And later on, we met as a small gathering. Whenever any minute, any Achens or bishops or anybody come, we used to meet all the Malayalis over there, maybe at that time 10 or 15 people over in Philadelphia on uh, uh, 33rd and uh, name of the street, um, uh, not Walnut. What is the next street Chestnut. to the Walnut? Chestnut. Okay. Anyway, Chestnut yeah. Street. Yeah. Okay. And there was a Methodist church over there. It, now it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. There, we used to meet over there on Sundays as a small, whenever the bishops come or Achans come for communion, who are the 
priest at that time, you know, they conducted their service, everybody joined. Right. That was our first gathering over there, you know. That continued almost for, uh, until almost 1976, when the Martha Church almost uh, organized. And, you know, so we are, at that time, early church was mostly uh, ecumenical gathering, CSI, Marthama, Orthodox, and everything. So... Uh, that was the early uh, start, right? And then I think as time went on, I wanted to move on to, I guess, some of the projects that you eventually uh, became involved with, with the Marthama Church. So you mentioned early on you were involved with the Native Americans, and I think that's carried on into now the Native American mission work that our church does, right? Yeah, what happened was, you know, in... <clears throat> In 2002, when our Kurlos was our uh, bishop over here, he had an inspiration for working with the people in America, among Native Americans as well as Mexicans over there. There was an opportunity to do some work in Mexico, and uh, actually, Nirmali Andi, you know, my wife Nirmali Andi was actually as appointed as the coordinator for this mission work. Okay. Mission and Native American Mission. We had some contact. There was one Mr. Kurian who I don't know he's still around. He was he had some contact with his brother in Mexico. So we started Mexico Mission in 2002. Uh, I went there. Maybe I'll send you a picture. In the first time we digged a groundbreaking ceremony over there to. To build, our idea was to because they, these people were staying in shacks in a very small shack covered by plastics and everything. Mm-hmm. Because you know this was an island with uh, fishermen. That's where we started the work. You know. Yeah. One of our project was to, to have, do some little more better shelter for them. And so that was 2002. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened was we organized every church to have one home built over there. Martha, and Philadelphia, Martha Church also built one home over there. We could see that. It's a small home, maybe what we called it, a small home with a kitchen and a one room. That was, they had it, you know. Right. So it's about 70 houses they built over there, and later on it, uh, when you know there was a big storm, it was all destroyed. Yeah, I anyway, what I'm trying to say that we at that time we built one school as well as a community center and about 70 houses. And normally Andy was in charge of that. There was a coordinator at the uh, over at uh, 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 office worker over at the diocesan office to. So every church went, went there with the team over there to help in building this house. That was a good, great, beautiful project in us. Every church from young and old went over there, stayed over there mm-hmm. for a few days, built a house within two, three days they erect, because we had the plans to have materials and everything all day there. Wow. And then again, here in Native American Mission, we had no contact with them. Then I thought that about... Forty years ago, mm-hmm. I was there in in this mission field. So I contacted the Louisville Presbyterian Church Mission Office and said, "Once, you know, I worked in 1962 uh, over in this area. Can I contact anybody as a missionary now over there so that I can go there?" He introduced to me a young, a young 
Hutchin or what we call a minister over there with the name Gene Wilson. Mm-hmm. I called him over there with the telephone number and everything. I called him, hey, G- uh, no, uh, Reverend Wilson, I'm O.C. Abraham. O.C., <laughs> I know you. I was in your camp. Wow. In, you know, and I was 15 years old at that time. He, in fact, you inspired me. And I went to the same seminary you went to. And here I have here I am I have a, I have 12 churches I am a minister for 12 churches I go only once in a, uh, once in a week in uh, in one church and you come over you know you know he glad to hear from you come over and our place is open for you our people are open for you that was the time in 2003 went over and started the vacation Bible school in Oklahoma. That's what, that's amazing. So so since yeah. 2003, we've been what, involved with the Native what, Americans, what, right? Before we, I put the seal over there. Yeah. And after years, there was not a person who was in my camp became a minister over there, inviting us to come over there. Yeah. So that's the Oklahoma mission. Okay, Alabama mission started... Andy was in, you know, was involved in a ecumenical group, and he met, you know, she met a, a, a Native American lady, because they were, there was an announcement that they need some help, you know. So Nimala contacted these people, and in 19, you know, people come over, you know, we could, you know, he could help us out in vacation Bible school because we have no teachers or help us out. You know. So again, the same year, we went over to Alabama and started the vacation Bible school over there. And the first team, about six people from Philadelphia Martha Church, went over there. Okay, I was the one. Normala was the one. Jody Uncle's daughter was over there. There was I forgot her name. A doctor over there, and uh, then two people from uh, one person from. Uh, uh, New Jersey and two people from Atlanta came over. So this was our, uh, this was the, the first team was our five people. The second team was more people from other churches. And also I, I tell you know, uh, I had to tell, um, you, uh, what, what, what was his, no, uh, you, you, your church was really uh, involved in at that time, you know. Yeah, I think Sam was part of uh, that first team, if I remember correct. Is that right? Yeah. 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 He and, and his, he and his father and his mother all came together. Wow. So uh, that was 2003. So then uh, I had the chance to go to the Alabama mission field with you. Um, I mentioned Sam and uh, Levin from New York uh, was there with us. So we went on a slightly different trip uh, with a different objective, right, other than the VBS. So we had the chance to fix up um, uh, one of the homes. So do you want to talk a little bit about what we did and I guess how that has grown into uh, the next Before that, you know, during the Katrina uh, havoc in 2005, Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and in 2005, I took um, at that time, you know, uh, Bishop, our Bishop, you know, Tirimeni, Kurla Tirimeni, and also Dr. T, mm-hmm. because he was also at that time involved. From Washington? And also, yeah, and one Jason uh, from New Jersey, uh, he's married to one of our 
people from our church. And you know, later on, and he was the mission contra and convener at that. Yeah, convener. Uh, okay. Jason. Okay. Uh, anyway, we went there for a prelim preliminary vis visit in 2005. Okay. And saw the place. We couldn't make any organization. In 2006, on to 2013, for almost six, seven years, we sent every year two groups over there to renovate the homes destroyed by the uh, Katrina native indians homo indians they call it and we were there for six years we built a lot of homes you know and many of the young people may remember in that what that, that program was called love in action we stayed over there for almost a week renovated many of the many of the homes of the native indians over there mm -hmm. and uh, there were very good experiences also like that you know about four or five marriages happened because of <laughs> people met over there. Yeah. And then, so now you mentioned love and action. So now it sounds like you're ready to go into the next phase of love and action of what that looks like. Yeah. We thought of um, uh, using the older generation. I mean, I'm maybe about 65 and all those who are a lot of talented people, a lot of skills. They may be able to contribute something to the church, senior citizens. So I'm organizing a team, and we thought of going to uh, going to Alabama, Oklahoma this year in May, and to renovate some of the cabins over there were during the time when the kids come over there for camp stays. We wanted to renovate them so they could be much better. So everything was organized to start on the May, 20, uh, May 12th to go there, you know, but at the same time, because of this situation, we may not be able to go. There was a team from Detroit wanted to come over there, and there were many other people from uh, other areas, one from uh, Seattle, Washington, and there were, you know, we, I wanted only six or seven people to go there. We had a team, but this we had to postpone it for another time, you know. Right. And also we are thinking about going to Navajo over in Utah for a mission over there too, to, to <clears throat> renovate some of the situations over there. So this is my next dream, to use the senior citizens to be involved in church mission, especially through loving action, helping their uh, physical needs as well as them, a home renovation, so something like that. Many of them really need it, you know. Great. And we could even, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to clarify. So you're saying uh, involve the senior citizens, but uh, if I remember from our earlier conversation, it's really about including the whole spectrum, right? So we have young people, we have older people. Everybody be involved in you know, this. For the first team, also more more of a senior citizens because they are in the May time. But we won't get too many young people. But we'll have more opportunities. We and I in uh, I think in July we thought of going over to uh, over in uh, New Mexico, mm -hmm. Albuquerque, where uh, there was a project over there. Was also thinking along with the VBS to get few people to go with us. Right. But uh, now, of course, with all these stay-at-home orders all over the country, that timeline is is being uh, adjusted. But uh, no, it sounds like a great uh, mission that's coming together again. 
I was calling it as a, the next phase of, of love in action. Well, Osenko, it's been great talking to you and hearing from you. I'm glad we were able to uh, hear some of these stories and also highlight some of the great work that's been going on uh, with you and with the diocese. Was there anything else you wanted to add? If not, we can, uh, I mean, we can, I would love to have another interview another time. We can explore some other topics. Uh, we have a motto that uh, we all cannot do great things, but we can do small things with love. That was uh, with great Mother love, Therese. I think, right? Yeah, Mother Teresa's. Mother Teresa, uh, yes. You know that is our motto. We may not be able to do great things, you know, but at the same time, we can do small things in great love, and that's what we should do. Thank you again um, for your time and for talking with me today, and we'll. Well, I look forward to hearing some more. Okay, thank you, Joe. So that concludes my full interview with Osi Uncle. If you're looking for more information on any of the mission projects that were mentioned, you can find contact information listed in the show notes, so take a look. Uh, that was my first two-part interview, so if you like that format or maybe you didn't like it, Either way, leave a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or send an email to george at marthamacommunitypodcast.com and let me know what you think. If you take the time to do that, I promise to get back to you, so please do. Uh, And as I've said in previous episodes, one of my goals is to bring you interviews with people and about topics that you want to hear. In fact, our next episode will feature an interview with Brian Thomas from Ascension Marthama Church. So I hope you'll come back to check it out. And until then, thanks for listening and stay safe.